In today's year, we are going to discuss the methods of separating meiser or chaymash from a person's property. The Mechaber in Simon Reish Tesef Aleph lays down the chiv of tzedakah or meiser, and he says as follows: Shir nesinasa im yodem aseges. If a person has enough money, yitink ivitzarech aniim. The proper tzedakah is to give the poor person, the ani, that which he needs. The person does not have the ability to help the poor person as fully. He should give up to a fifth of his assets. Mitzvah that would be the full kiyom of the mitzvah. If he can't give a fifth of his assets, he should give a tenth of his assets. Less than that is considered a person who is stingy. Now, the the chaymish there will continue. The chaymish says, "I'm on Rishon Rishonim and I carry." Mikavei the chaymish shavir b'chol shana. The fifth, the first time, it's from all your assets. If you never gave meister a chaymish in your life, you'll take off from all your assets a fifth. After that, it's only from the profits that are earned each year. Now, I just as an aside, I just want to point out the obvious the obvious question pecking at people in their brain is how come we don't find that people give away um, to one person a fifth of their assets. A person comes knocking on your door, not many people will just write you a check for the fifth or a tenth of their assets, and many, or any, or even a, a hundredth of it. So why isn't it a question of being an ayin ra? The answer we spoke at in previous shurim, and this is very important to, to be aware of, is that the there's two parts to the there's actually two parts to this answer, but there's two things we have to examine here. First of all, we have to examine what is the thing that the guy needs. The poor person. If the poor person is is collecting for something which we call day something unique to him. For example, he's he's used to living a, a high fancy high society lifestyle, um, and it's a legitimate case of day which the Marshal says he was he lived like that since he was born. So you need to give that to him, or else he simply could you know he could die. He can get sick if he doesn't have what he's used to. But the the chiv is not necessarily on every on a person on the individual. Uh, you don't have to give him. You don't have to buy him a Lexus if he's used to driving a Lexus. You don't. That's not your chiv. According to many paiskim, the the chiv of demachsayre can be divvied out between the whole tzibur. That's number one. And even if you want to go like the paiskim that it's a chiv on each person individually, it's, it does not mean that it's not a chiv on the tzibur. It just means that if the individual wants to give it, he definitely, he, he has as much of the mitzvah as the tzibur has. It's not that he's a, sec, he's a second in line, he's equally in line. Aside from that, there's a discussion, that even if we're not talking about day Machsayer, we're talking about the essential chiv of tzedakah, simply basics that a person needs to live, just to be, have a normal life, that everyone has a chiv, as the Mechaber just says over here, and there there's a chiv to give a fifth or a tenth. However, we said before from the shach that when people are going knocking from door to door, or, for example, they approach the local charity, they do not receive a check for everything that they need from the, from the person by the door. Why? Because since they are going from door to door, their chiv, uh, uh, the chiv on the individual is a lot less than if it would just be the only person that was being approached. 
a tzedakah, you go to the, to the gabai tzedakah of the local tzedakah, you ask him to give you some money, he's not going to give you a fifth of all the money in the bank account. He's going to just give you, let's say, whatever, a standard amount that he gives to everybody else. Why is that? Because that's the halacha. Gabi tzedakah only gives a certain amount per, in order to have money for everybody. So the same thing goes on the individual, answers the door. But let's say you have somebody, for whatever reason, who's not going collecting from other people. Take an example of an old man in a nursing home that doesn't have any family and he needs basics to be able to live. In that case, your mitzvah is to give him what he needs. You can raise awareness if you can't afford it or whatever, but if you can afford it to help, that's your mitzvah, to help that person. Or let's say you have a relative that's extremely embarrassed that anybody should know his situation, doesn't want anybody to know, and there's no chance in the world he's ever going to go knock on anyone else's door, the chiv of tzedakah would be the regular bona fide mitzvah that the Mechaber says over here, and that is to give him whatever he needs, or a fifth or a tenth, and uh, less than that would be considered stingy if the person could afford it. So that being said, the mitzvah of meiser is different in the sense that you don't give meiser to a specific person you could, I'm saying, but, but the myth of Meiser is to separate Meiser, even if there's nobody there. You're Mechoyev to separate from all your income a tenth, or a twentieth for a Chaymish. Now, when you separate it, there's not necessarily anybody to give it to at that time, so it has nothing to do with what the person needs. It has to do with your Chiyav to separate. So you take the ten, the ten percent, or the, or the twenty percent, and you put it in your bank. You have a special Meister account or Tzaka account or you just have a, you have a notebook that says how much of your money is, is supposed to be for Meister and then when you, you go to some kind of fundraiser or let's say you get approached by a person who needs money, so you take from that money and you give it to him. So the Mitzvah of Meister basically is not really dependent on being approached by an Oni. It's more your own Chiv to separate. So since it's a static amount of 20% or 10%, how do I calculate that 10% or that 20%? Do I say that as soon as I get any money in, bang, right away I take off 10%? Or no. First I do all the business calculations, the profit, the loss. We, 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 make the, we assess what ha, what, what's the business bringing in. So when a person is doing the profit assessment, he only gives Meiser from the remainder of it. Not from the, the, the gross income. He gives from whatever's left over. That's what he's going to give. The net. That's what he's going to give from. That is what the Chi of Meiser is. And the reason for that, we said from the Chavis Yar in the, the first year of the week, is since, according to some Paiskin, the Meiser is a Chi of only Medarabon. According to many Paiskin, it's a, it's, it could be only a minute, but at least a Mitzvah Darabon, according to those who hold it's a Mitzvah, it seems to be that a mitzvah of the Rabbanon would be the more common opinion. And the Rabbanon allowed you to take off other expenses before you're giving your maestro ksafim away. So that's the topic of what we have to examine today. How do you calculate these, these differences, these, these, these expenses or whatever, before you deduct the maestro? So the Pesachet Tshuva here in Sifkat and Aleph says as follows. You have a fellow that has a business. They have, let's say, for example, they have two rental properties. One of them is fantastically successful, 
and the other one is a dismal failure. So the question is, do I give the miser from the one that was successful and from that one I have to separate miser? And the one that was a failure, obviously there's nothing to separate miser from. Or do we say, no, we first calculate the total bottom line income after all the losses for the one that was a failure and all the money that came from the one that was a success, if the guy walks away with anything, off that he'll take off miser. So how do you do it? So the Pisley Chuba says as follows, I am Berhater Shalrav Marich, a cousin of Shem Shah Ephraim, Sha'ib Bishosh, Hoyle Hefsir, Lacheshman, Hoyle Hefsir, Vivkain Masha, Hoyle Rev, Achakahu, Indian Acher. If he was some, one day was calculating uh, that, uh, uh, the property that had a loss as a separate thing for whatever reason, and then afterwards, one day he decided he's going to calculate his income from the other business of the house that was successful. You can't offset one with the other. But, however, if you only do the calculations of your master only at the end of the year, if he calculates it all as one big, at one time, at one big, as one big calculation, so it's one big profit assessment, then he has the right to offset one with the other, and he only gives Meister on whatever profits were left at the end of the day. So let's just say in the case where you had a loss and a gain, which were equal to each other, so there's obviously not going to be any of a Meister. The Noid Yehuda, however, says not like that. What does he say? Even if you did it separately, but they were in the same year, within the same year, you're always allowed to calculate one against the other. However, but from one year to the other year, you should not. Because the Chiyav Ma'aser, the Torah, the Yoritz Asada, Shana Shana, you do each year the Chiyav Ma'aser, so you do the calculation, and you have the right, even if you make calculations throughout the year, it doesn't matter. At the end of the year, you can look at one global calculation, and you can offset one against the other. Whatever your bottom line profit is, that's the Ma'aser that you're giving. So you gain by doing it in one shot the fact that one could offset the other. Another important Nakuda brought down here in the Pesach Chuba. Not necessarily directly related, but still very important. The Ayin Bishla, the top of the second column. Shakas of the Gami Yerusha Shayarj me Aviv Tarach Litein Meiser. Avsha Aviv Vayanizer Kol Yomim Vemeiser Kamakam Tarach Litein Mechadash. If a person inherits a sum of money, or whatever he anything that he inherits, and he has, he's separating from that, we're going to see a little bit later about getting a gift. How that how that works, but yeah, we're talking about here an inheritance. The Pesachuba brings a shlaw that the shlaw says that a person does not. I'm sorry, a person does have to give meiser from something that he earned as an inheritance, even though they're the person who who gave it over to them, who died and it passed on from them. Let's say the father, or whatever that person, even though he gave meiser, nonetheless the inheritor still has to give Meister his own cheshman. He's required to give his own Meister and has nothing to do with the person who inherited it. That's the law that a person who inherits something has a chiv to give Meister even though 
the person who gave it, who because of him, the deceased, had already given Meiser, so nonetheless, the person who received or inherited it still has to give Meiser. So now we're going to discuss another Shiloh, that how does a person calculate Meiser in advance? Can you prepay your Meiser? A person knows, right now he doesn't have enough money, but he knows he's going to make, let's say, $1,000 of profit next month. He, let's say he makes an average of 1000 of profit on this and this property. So he takes off from that $100 Meiser. So right now, today, he wants to prepay $100 to a certain tzedakah on the smach, on, relying on the fact that he's going to get that income with $100, and he's not going to take it off later on, because he already gave it now. Do you say that a person is allowed to do that or not? Nish'alti says, I was asked, He was always ma'asar his revach, his prophet. So he had a cheshman of his income and expenses in one notebook, and the other notebook he had a cheshman of how much meiser he gave. That the notebook that showed the amount of Meiser he gave exceeded the amount of the Chiv that was based on the income. Basically, he was prepaying his Chiv. From their Yerusha because it was already prepaid. Says a very interesting lashon that the shaila of prepaying meiser is from those halachas that are not so clear. It's not so clear where the source of prepaying meiser comes from. Says the neidibihuda. It brings a gemara and gitten that talks about lending money to an Oni, and be- paying himself back for Meiser. says, but that's only lending. But if a person gave an Oni money, and then based on that he wants to withhold a future Chiv of Meiser, says, there's no such source. But then he says, Meiser, since since people were Noyag already to do this as a minute, therefore, there, you can rely on it, busy um, it, so to speak, and to prepay the meiser. So again, it's not, it's not, we're not crazy over paying a prepaying meiser, but it's nonetheless something that's admitting that people do do. Another shadow we need to discuss in the profit calculation is, let's say a person has other business expenses aside from the stuff that's integral to the business itself. So we mentioned that uh, there's different kinds of businesses. Let's say a person has to fix a cabinet and he provided a, uh, you know, a piece of wood. So obviously that's integral to the cabinet. Of course, you could take it off. But what about traveling expenses or taxes or business insurance or let's say child care expenses that you have while you're fixing this kitchen or this cabinet? 
Are all these things considered a business expense? Or do we say that this is, this is nothing to do with the business? This is a non-business expense. It has nothing to do with the business. Why should we be allowed to take it off? So the Archa Shulchan Paskins, the Chain Hudavar Pashut, Shaharevach Machash Machal Shana Vashana, Vashana 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 Zuhoyola, Sokham Shayesh, Sharevach Bahavir Baham, Vyesha Hirsabaham, Oysa Khashbukali. Like we said before, you do a general calculation of profit and loss together. Umashanisha Revach, Noisin Maisel Sokha. Ubechlal revach nechshav rak harevach hanoki, included in profit is purely only profit. V'chol ha'itzoy shahoyle ala esek af mashanosa even just travel expenses. V'derek v'ochal v'shasa or lunch a business meeting lunch. Hakol nechshav ala itzoy sa esek u'menaka hakol u'mashanisha revach achar nika kol ha'itzoy mikri revach. What's left over after that, that's called the Rebbech. Abel, he says, basically, but his house expense, and then he doesn't take off. Even though people have living expenses, the living expenses have nothing to do with this particular income, this particular profit, therefore you can't take it off, it has nothing to do with it. But anything that's connected to this, even if it's a childcare expense, or you can go to to work that day, or a babysitter that he had to leave at home for whatever reason in order to go to a special meeting, or to fly off for a week to to Chicago for a meeting, that all those things are included in your expenses. We saw even not only the ticket, even the babysitter, everything, all that's included, and it has to be revach nafi, purely profit after all the expenses are deducted. That's considered part of the profit.